You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. It's Friday, March 5th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. The investigation by a team of scientists from the WHO into the origins of COVID-19 continues to cause tension between the U.S. and China. Now, an interim report that was set to be released has been scrapped, and another team of scientists is calling for an all-new investigation with more transparency and access. Betsy McKay, senior writer at the Wall Street Journal, joins us for more problems for the WHO probe. Thanks for joining us, Betsy. Thanks for having me. The investigation into the origins of COVID-19 seems to be getting more and more complicated. A team of scientists from the World Health Organization go out to Wuhan to take a look around and probe the origins, see how the virus might have jumped from animals to humans, see if it was a possible lab leak accident. Well, they concluded their investigation there. There was a lot of issues with the Chinese government. Beijing has to approve a lot of things, but they basically ruled out any type of lab leak accident. They said it was coming from animals. They were focusing on ferret badgers and rabbits that could have been present at the Wuhan market. But now plans for them to write up an interim report has been scrapped. And as I said, there's just tensions between the U.S. and China throughout all of this. And it's just complicating stuff. So, Betsy, what are we seeing right now with this report? It's an international team led by the WHO, but these are all scientists outside of the WHO. And they went to China in January and February to work alongside Chinese scientists to study different possibilities for the origin. So they, there are several hypotheses. The lab is one of them. And they did lots of visits to the market where the outbreak either started or was amplified. They looked at data. They made a lot of other, did a lot of other visits. And when they came back, when they ended... You know, at first they said they believe it has an animal origin. You know, many people, the majority of people seem to agree on that. The question is whether there was a virus in the lab that escaped. They said that was extremely unlikely, but they have changed their tune since then. And they have made it clear that they haven't ruled that out, that that possibility is still on the table. What's happened now is shortly after the team came back, the WHO said that first the team would publish a kind of interim or summary report soon, 
and then a final report much longer in the coming weeks. We've sort of been waiting for that summary report, but they've now said, look, we're not going to publish that. We're just going to publish it all together in the final report in, in several weeks. Clearly, it's been difficult to figure out how to boil it down to that summary and what to put in it. Yeah, and the complicating factor, too, is that Beijing has to approve the report. They get a chance to look through it. So, you know, there's issues with that. And and everybody wants something different. You know, the U.S. wants greater transparency in the investigation. They want more stuff from China handed over, more data and access. Beijing, for their part, they're saying they want other WHO-led missions to other countries including the U.S., to see if maybe it came from somewhere else, uh, spread to them via frozen food packaging. The interests are all over the place. There's generally rising tension, at least between the U.S. and China, on this issue. You know, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said yesterday and today that, that China hasn't been fully cooperative and transparent, either at the beginning of this crisis and now, that, you know, China is not opening up all of its books, not making data and places and people available to this team. There have been limitations imposed on what they could see and do. And so that's a great concern to the U.S. and probably to other countries and certainly other scientists. There's a group of scientists that has written a letter urging that a new team be appointed or a new inquiry be conducted that includes an audit of the lab. This other group of scientists are not uh, involved with the original investigation that these uh, scientists went on. But that's going to be tough to happen. Without Beijing signing off on this, there's not going to be another investigation, despite what they want. But they said that the efforts to date don't constitute a thorough, credible, or transparent investigation. So they don't think it's there. And as I mentioned, I don't want to keep bringing up the lab thing. But even they point to some of this stuff. You know, we're not ruling anything out. It just seems like a lot of efforts are being concentrated on that part. And China doesn't want to take the blame for things. So, as I mentioned, just complication after complication. It really has become very politicized. The past epidemics, and certainly after the SARS epidemic in 2003, this kind of thing was much more straightforward. It was very it was left to the scientists. I mean, the average person heard nothing about this. I mean... An international group of scientists assembled in Beijing, then traveled to other parts of China, took samples, conducted all sorts of experiments, then went back and did research and eventually found that the virus had originated in a bat. And it took several years actually to completely confirm that. But this was all left within the realm of scientific research. This has become a geopolitical issue. You know, they're looking, they're not saying, hey, it came directly from the lab as a big accident, but they're saying explore other scenarios. Maybe an employee became infected while they were sampling bats in the wild. That could have possibly happened. Right. Transportation of infected animals, a disposal of lab waste, different scenarios. It's not necessarily that they were working on viruses and that is what got out. But, you know, like I said, that question keeps popping up. And you mentioned that the scientists kind of changed their tune after coming back. Did they say any specific reason or just not being given enough of the information they were seeking? The WHO team certainly tried to get visited the lab and tried to get information. I think it has to be said that most scientists who are experts in this area do believe that the virus originated in an animal, in a bat, right. most likely. I mean, that's where these, these viruses Bats are hosts of lots of these viruses. And so then from there, there are several hypotheses as to how it would have gotten to Wuhan, where these viruses haven't 
generally been found to circulate as much as they do in southern China. So it's just it's really a question of following every for them, following every possible lead or trail that you can think of. The lab is just one. There are many scientists who say, look, the opportunities for this virus to start infecting people in nature, you know, forget about a lab, are just so much greater than in one lab that that's the more likely scenario. But the bottom line is more access to more information is what they are asking for and what outside scientists are asking for. Yeah, well, now we'll have to wait for the full report as we've been talking about kind of this jockeying back and forth. There's going to be a lot of people that don't believe what's in that report now. So we'll see how it all turns out on that front. Betsy McKay, senior writer at The Wall Street Journal, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Voice. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.